guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Oxford Holy Club podcast. My name is Brad Silliker. I'm one third of your host. Joined to my left, uh, we got Mr. Lucas Candy. Lucas Candy, where are you coming in from tonight? I'm coming in from uh, beautiful Northside Fredericton uh, at my uh, in my office at Fredericton Christian Academy. Oh, look at all those books. You are a man of letters. And oh, and degrees. Uh, ooh. <laughs> uh, and then right below, both of us, we've got coming all the way from St. John, New Brunswick. Hey, uh, guys, I have some bad news. I forgot my seatbelt, my ear seatbelts. Oh, buddy. Oh. Well, then I suggest you my hold off. on tight because it's going to be a wild ride. And we got Andrew Beck, <laughs> Andrew Beck with coming in with the humor tonight. Oh, thank goodness. We're going to need it. Welcome. Hey, Mom. Welcome. And Michael, nice to see you, buddy. Uh, welcome to episode 147 entitled Temperature Control and Loving Each Other. And uh, as Andrew has alluded to, you want to be ready for this episode because it's going to be interesting. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I do want to welcome you again to the show. I want to remind you that we do have a website you can go to, OxfordHolyClub.com, and from there you can find us on all the social medias. If you are watching, uh, would you do us a huge favor and click the share button? That would make a huge difference. If you want to know when we... Uh, what? 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 Is Dwight already here? Humor, but no books. Lucas is clearly superior. I, it's so funny because chat's off in my periphery, but if I see you both jump and look startled, I know Dwight's presence is close. You can feel his presence. I, could, I, could, I feel the disturbance in the force. Anyway, uh, click the share button. And if you want to get notified of when we do go live, there's a notification bell even that you can click. Uh, so that you get notified. And as Michael Cullicut has done here, he's liked the stream and his name came up. If you're, If you would like your name to be seen by tens... Do you want to be famous by tens of people? Then you want to make sure that you do that right now. So there you go. You can always find the audio of this podcast on any of your podcast players of choice. And we are on YouTube and on Facebook, as you know. Andrew, what's up? Oh, hey, you guys want to catch up, buddy? I would love to. What's what's up? Why don't you start? Nothing. Uh, you? <laughs> Man, okay. Who? Me? Brad. Brad. Yeah. All right. You, Brad. Uh, so it's it's been an interesting week in my home. Uh, okay. I thought I was tuning prove into it. Zelda. You probably will prove it. Do we need to get? Um, so it's so funny. Uh, Dwight here in chat is referencing the fact that I've been streaming Zelda to try to uh, meet some requirements with Facebook. And I was actually going to try and do Zelda on Monday. It's my day off. You go to the gym, you come home, you got a coffee from McDonald's, you stream some Zelda. And I had everything set up. Zelda was ready to go. And my computer just would not, wouldn't, like it was just chugging along. Couldn't handle Zelda? It's not that. My laptop could not handle the, like, streaming, injecting the video and streaming. And if you'd watch the previous Zelda, Anytime I would like click out of Streamlabs and go to Google, 
you would hear like a, a stutter in my oh, computer. Man. And if I click different tabs, that would happen. So uh, when it, I couldn't even just get the audio to come through clearly. So I didn't bother streaming, which is too bad. I was pumped to do it, but uh, I feel like that might've been the nail in the coffin from me streaming at home for the vid the video games, which as Dwight, I'm sure has figured out means that we're stuck with that 720p, but that's, you know what? That's okay for me. I feel like less is more for me, resolution-wise. Uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, so, as you know, uh, one of the big purchases in my life has been this uh, this chair. I, I think we've talked about this chair before, right? Brad's not sitting in a chair. No, He's go just on. squatting. Did we, have we not talked about this for real? Yeah, well, we talked no, you about did, it last you, week. Yeah. Did, did okay. Okay. Um, oh, I did the Riker maneuver. Okay. So have I have I been able to like share that I was able to return the one that that no did you get did you send back your okay previously enjoyed chair well no i've got the previously enjoyed i'm sitting on it right now but like the the one i ordered from amazon actually arrived and it it came when it wasn't supposed to and so i couldn't meet the delivery guy to refuse it and which was like amazon they were they were like it hasn't shipped yet it hasn't shipped yet but we can't cancel it and then it still arrived and it arrived two days sooner but what they told me my only course or my only recourse was to basically refuse it upon delivery and and then it would get sent back to them i get my refund but that means literally being at home waiting for a delivery guy and so it said it was supposed to be here on Friday of last week, and it arrived on Wednesday. I'm sitting in my office. And, so that's Well, that's how they get you. And, and it, it was like, it's here. So now I've got this chair that's 140 bucks, and I've got no use for it. And I'm humming and hawing over this thing like, okay, well, um, I immediately went on Amazon to just go through their refund. And they were going to charge me 30 bucks to send it back. And I'm like, I tried to cancel it before you shipped it. This is ridiculous. And uh, so... So uh, anyway, so I, I left it. I was like, I could sell it on Marketplace and I'd probably get a little bit more, but I'm not going to get my money out of it because it's even though I've never opened it, haven't touched it. Just the fact that they didn't buy it, it's used. So you can right. you knock money off right away. Uh, anyway, and the kids were like, oh, just open it and have it at home. And then I was Jaden and I were doing some streaming and I was sitting in like a stool and I thought this is ridiculous. I could be sitting on a on a bouncy chair right now. Maybe I will keep it. But I was like, before I decide to keep it, I'm going to call Amazon and I'm going to see if they could just do something. And I had the best, case. I had the best experience ever with any um, sales rep or, or, you know, like a return agent, whatever. He apologized and and sent immediately sent me the the email with the the slip like the you know the prepaid uh postage for it amazon nice. paid to send it back and normally you don't get your refund until they've received it and even then it's three to five business days but he issued it immediately and i had it that evening i've nice. never had the experience like that before i hadn't even got it to the like i haven't even shipped it i've now got this chair and my money <laughs> and uh, it's, everything's coming up red anyway sent it sent it off obviously and so then the quest was what do i buy now i've got money and what could i use it on and so uh i forget i don't know if it was friday friday or saturday might have been saturday i was i was going through marketplace and i was just scrolling and all of a sudden i saw this box on uh, a picture of this box and it's called a fit cube which i'd never heard of before and so I start doing some research on it. A new couch cover, huh? You're funny. Um, 
so children are starving and some of us are complaining about too many bouncy chairs. I'm not complaining. It sounds like you might be. Uh, so, so I'm looking at this fit cube and it's like this little exercise box. Fellas, let me show this to you. Cause I, I went, I bought it. I bought it. I, I do want to see it in action. Oh. <laughs> the scene off the floor is the real exercise. Okay. So this, this is the fit cube. It's got a stepper built into it. It's got a twisting pad uh, for doing all kinds of different ab workouts. It's got just a flat base for doing like uh, for a bench, a bench. Yeah. To lean on when you're exhausted, but uh, <laughs> for, uh, you know, doing whatever uh, box jumps, all kinds of stuff. It's got, uh, it's got those elastic. Um, oh, one second. Resistance trainers. Yeah. Uh. All right. I'm going to give you a very quick demo while I start getting set up. Lucas, you talk about something. Uh, all right. Well, Brad's going to really, uh, what is it? Uh, get really push, put it to the max and, uh, and master his abs and, uh, um, uh, push past the max and all of such things. I hope it looks ridiculous when he's using it. I mean, I hope it's great, but I hope it looks farcical is my hope. Uh, let's find out. Let's, let's here we go. Yes. Yes. You really should be wearing a one piece spandex lead. Yeah. We've got to get the whole show. Here we go. Oh, uh, yes. Put on some 80s jazzercise music, please. That would be wonderful. Yeah. There you go. I don't think you should be getting winded quite that easily, but I guess it shows. Oh, yeah. It is. You, you should get on it then. You can do dips. And all kinds of fun stuff with this thing. You can do dips. You can do dips on any surface. Can I, can I, okay. can I sell you a milk crate? Show me. Show me. Crate? Come on, Andrew. Go do your dips. You, you said any surface. Go on. Uh, no. Is anybody else hearing the song The Dip from uh, like now music? 93 so no just me That's the fine. the point the point of this thing was i wanted something that when we go up to the camper or if it's just like pouring rain i can't get out i can or if i can't get to the gym for anything um i've got this and between that and my chin up bar i'm covered uh so Jaden and i've been having a lot of fun with this thing actually because there's exercise videos the whole point is to do um, high intensity interval training. So you're not looking to be on this thing doing long exercises. You're doing short ones, but a bunch of them to get the heart rate up. And uh, it's just, it, what a stinking workout you can get from this thing. It, I was actually, I was really surprised because it seems like one of those as seen on TV things. Like it's probably too good to be true. Absolutely not. I, the, the workout I got on that little thing was phenomenal question um so there's the stepper obviously yep um and then there's the whatever this is um and the, the wheel are you supposed to like turn it no or is it like stand on it and twist or like what is the deal with that so the wheel's got a few different things you could do you can uh you can you sit on it and you can do i think they're called russian uh, russian twists or something like that where like you're you're basically your legs go one way and your upper body goes the other but your center of gravity stays in the same place and so like you're doing those the other yes. thing you can do uh unbalanced planks where you put your arms together like this on it and and you're in a planking position and then all you're supposed to do is twist your arms 
and it works your your obliques and into your abs and stuff and that one killed me what is happening no this isn't pay promotion so it's a fidget spinner for like workout people it's it's fantastic <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic really love it yeah. uh yes I mean, michael it, it i'm actually, a changed man well i'm a changed man buddy there you go all it took was one beard shave and Brad was off to the races. Is Brad serious? Brian wants to know if you're serious about which thing. Brian, about serious about what? About health, fitness, life, fitness. I'm so serious. My goodness, serious. I'm serious. Brian could teach you a lot. Legit? Oh, yeah. Okay, Brian. Um, uh, Andrew said in this episode, and you can go back and listen, he said you can do dips on anything, any surface. You can do dips. I disagree with that. And uh, you've hurt yourself trying to, haven't you? Uh, when when the gym shut down, one of the things I was really missing was was being able to do that type of stuff. And the uh, yeah the yes, Brian, the Fit Cube's fantastic. Uh, I was I got it on Marketplace, so it was a hundred bucks, which is a third of the cost, which is fantastic. Anyway, um, people paid three hundred dollars for that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's very, it's very well made too. Like the thing is solid. It, it does look solid. I'll, I'll, I will give you that. I will give you that. And uh, as someone in peak physical condition, I know what a good workout equipment is, as you can, as you see. Uh, so what, why'd you laugh? Don't laugh at that, Andrew. Oh, that's, that's harsh. Good grief. Uh, so that's what's going I have on. I laugh at myself. I've been, I've been ahead. fit Cuban and having a lot of fun doing it. It's good. Cool. Lucas, what you up to? Uh, not a whole lot going on this week. I did have a funny little thing happen to me today where I'm running around as I do in my job. Uh, and these two middle school girls run up to me like, Mr. Candy, we need a wood softer. I was like, I'm sorry, what? They're like a wood softer. We need a wood softer. I'm like, for what? They're like for a project, we need a wood softer. I'm like, okay, what? what's a, what's yeah, a wood softer? First I thought I wasn't hearing it. And then they just kept saying wood softer as in saying it more would make me understand what it was. I'm like, Describe what that is to me. They're like, it's like paper and you put it on wood and you rub it and it makes the wood softer. It's like sandpaper. <laughs> They're like, oh yes, yeah, sandpaper. So anyway, I did find them some wood softer. Um, so oh, there you wow. go. Wow. That's <laughs> I a, did I'm going to call it that from now on. Oh, I said, oh, I'm going to call it wood softer. And just like I call roast beef, roast beast. Uh, from henceforth, it shall be known as wood softer. Um and then do you ever happen, you know, do you ever see a video and it's being shared by, it seems like everyone, you know, at the same time. Yes. Like the same oh man, is like it from rounds. yesterday? Is it, is it the goat? I, is it the goat? Have you guys seen the sheep. goat video? The sheep? The sheep, the sheep. Yeah, yeah, sheep. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was wondering how, how, uh, who was the better Christian who had seen it first and the most. So, okay. We all saw it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Cause that thing cracked me up every time. If you haven't seen it. Uh, I guess it must mean you're not a good Christian because you have not seen it because it's it's all over Facebook. Uh, I was like so pumped to show fantastic. it to my pastor Wayne and he's like, oh yeah, I saw that. Like, Come on. <laughs> he's a higher Christian than you. That's how he saw it. First. <laughs> That's how you know. Have you seen the goat video? Um, uh, so oh, it was man. it was sent to me by a gentleman in our church. It was sent to myself and the pastor. And what was the caption that he put with it? Can you guys relate to this? That's what he asked. Relate to this. To which I responded, uh, no comment. <laughs> Russian Twizzlers sound complicated. Dwight Ingersoll. Bri uh, anyways. <laughs> we got uh, Bill Hudson. Uh, 
that's been probably all the things I can remember about my week. So not overly exciting, but it turns out we're all equal level Christians uh, as far as memes go. Uh, All right. uh, Throw them back to you, Andrew. And now I'm going to throw it over to Lucas (laughs) for the (laughs) tiebreaker. Can I catch it? All right. So tiebreaker. This one I think was made well for all dads and fathers, but especially for me. Aaron says, I live in Michigan, and it gets cold every winter. Every winter, my husband and I battle over the thermostat. I'm cold. He's hot. I turn up the heat. Uh, He turns it back down. I wear slippers and sweatshirts and blankets. All I want is to be cozy and not shivering while wearing multiple layers. He frequently turns the heat down to 65 to 67 degrees, which is 18 to 19 degrees Celsius. Um... I want you to order that we maintain our thermostat at a minimum of 70 degrees, which is 21 degrees Celsius in the winter months, which is what I feel is a typical or average household temperature. I'd really prefer 72 degrees or 22 degrees Celsius to be extra cozy, uh, but we'll compromise at 70. Thoughts? Uh, Well, I I will say this. I think Aaron... um... Aaron's coming at this from a good place because she's already willing to compromise. I'm just saying. I will say this. Uh, in my in one of my cars, the Toyota Camry, it had the temperature display in Celsius. It wasn't like cold, warm, mm-hmm. hot. It gave you the actual degrees. And I found the optimal temperature for me in the car was 21. Uh, 20, just uh, there's still just enough of a chill. And 22, I was falling asleep at the wheel. So um, 21 was where I where I definitely landed. So I'm listen. I'm on board with the 21 in the winter time. Um, that's me, Andrew. Yeah, I mean, I gotta agree. I think 21 is a good compromise. Uh, I I typically have our heat pump. We in the winter, I mean, we're like twenty. If we want it to be warm, like we'll have it on like twenty five or twenty six, um, and have it like blasted. Holy, and I'm good grief, man. And, and I'm like happy with that. So, I I would agree that if it was my own home, I would want to be comfortable in it and not constantly uncomfortable. And having to walk around in my parka or whatever. So uh, I, I agree. I think now before Lucas gives his answer, I want both of us to guess what temperature we think Lucas likes. Uh, well, he already he, told us one time. Yeah. And he might not even like that temperature. I just think out of some kind of principle, he just sets it at that. Um, so I think 15. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I see. I would probably go sixteen. See, you got to make sure your pipes don't freeze, so you got to leave it at at least ten, right? Like, <laughs> pipes freeze at zero. For the record, uh, hold on. We're now. not done. We're not done. We're not done. Sorry, I'm with you though. I don't want to wear slippers and sweatshirts and blankets around the house. If if I'm at home, I want to be comfortable in my clothes. Uh, Quick question. Yeah. Uh, does when you you've been living parsonage life for you know at some points. When you live parsonage life, were they paying for the heat bill? I have never. No, you're not now. I've never lived parsonage life where heat bills have been paid. Okay. Hold on. No, I've not. Okay, good. Uh, all right. So, um, well, uh, for the record, um, 15 was like a recent like upgrade for me, like letting the temperatures go up to 15. Now, 
That being said, I have certain designated warming Whoa. spots in the house. 15 yeah. was your what 15 was the right answer? 15 is like tropically warm. Yeah, no, normally it's a little less than that. Um Good 15 job, is like Andrew. if you want it roaring hot. because uh, well, I remember so, yeah. him telling us. <laughs> and it was it scarred your being appalled. Uh, yes, you have ch- <laughs> you have you have children, man. Think of the children. Yes, I have tough children who are not whining about the temperature. Now, um, here's kids, the thing. Kids, if you, want to have... get, if you want to get warm, go to the front yard hot tub. Go to the front yard hot tub, yeah. I have, I, have, uh, I have gotten substantially leaner with, uh, more lenient, I guess, sorry, with, uh, with the temperatures. Like, it's, it's routinely at 15. Um, now, if we're in a room and we want to, like, we're going to be hanging out there for a while, we'll crank it up to 20, like, if we're feeling real crazy. But I get too warm and it's 20, I find. Um, but our downstairs, we have a pellet stove. So when that thing's rolling, it heats up the whole house. So that's why I don't play around with the electric that much. And in our main floor, we have a propane fireplace, which will heat up the main floor really warm, really quick. So that's why electric heat, like I don't have a thermostat on the, on the propane. So, I mean, it, like our house is warm. If we have company coming over, we'll crank the heat. Um, but really to me, you know, my family Uh-oh. can put on sweaters and stuff. I cannot take off my skin. So that's why I think bundling up is fine. I've also bought my wife a heated mattress pad so she can go to sleep at whatever sweaty temperature she desires. Uh, and then I can have my side turned off because that would be a disaster if I left that on when I went to sleep. Um, so, yeah. And so for me, I'm, I think that I think that 20 see, I think this is a thing that wives do sometime is they will they will give you two options, one of which is awful and the one they want. And they're like, well, it could be the really dumb option or my option. Which one do you want? I'm like, that's not really how that works, you know? So I think that is what's going on here. Uh, I'm sick and tired of Aaron playing mind games with unnamed husbands. So there you go. I would say that, yeah, I don't know. I feel like 20 degrees, sorry, 70 degrees is fair. I think that's fair. And she did say, all I want is to be cozy and not shivering while wearing multiple layers. So she seems to be on board with the multiple layers. So. Yeah. She, and here's the thing. She's already multiple layered up. So, I mean, she must just be a sensitive soul with temperatures or whatever. Uh, so, I mean, I guess it is marriage. You do have to, you know, budge. So I think that would probably be, uh, yeah, I think 70 is, is fair. And on her birthday, she can have it up to 72. <laughs> I think I think 21's too hot, but that's no. I think 21's great. Sorry, yeah, I'm with you. 70 yeah. or 21. Camry temperature. Yeah. Camry degrees. Camry. Yeah, get it set to the Camry. Absolutely. Wow, Andrew, <laughs> have we settled this thing? I think we have. We've and we yeah. side with Aaron. So there you go. Wow, congratulations, Aaron. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, uh, we've settled the tie. So, uh, you guys want to have a look at a little piece of scripture here tonight? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to do what's called the SMORP. And uh, SMORP is just an acronym that means Scripture, Message, Obedience, Repentance, and Prayer. And it's just a way that we use to uh, engage with Scripture. We're going to look at a short uh, portion of Scripture tonight. And then we're going to go through some guided questions. And what we would love is uh, we're going to respond to the questions and what we think and, and what we sense the Lord saying to us. But we would love to hear from you. And so if you would just whatever, you know, don't don't stress out about it. Just write um, you know, what stands out to you in the chat. That'd be really cool. We love having conversations. So 
The Bible verse that we're looking at tonight comes from Second John ver, uh, chapter 1, verses 1 to 6. And I'll give it a read, guys, and then, uh, and then we'll have some conversation. It says, The elder to the elect lady and her children, whom I love in truth, and not only I, but also all who know the truth, because of the truth that abides in us will be with will be with us forever. I can't read. Grace, mercy, and peace uh, will be with us. I can't read that little screen. Okay, grace, mercy, and peace will be with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son in truth and love. I rejoice greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we were commanded by the Father. And now I ask you, dear lady, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but the one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. Wow. Uh, do you want me to give that one more? Or are you guys good? Good. Good? All right, fellas. So uh, what we're going to do now is just, was there any words or phrases, observations, uh, that stood out to you from this passage, and uh, and if so, just let us let us know. And if something for you in the chat, if something stood out, let us know. For me, it was uh, verse number four. I rejoice greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we were commanded by the Father. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it was grace, mercy, and peace will be with us. I I was also Andrew or uh, sorry Lucas with you. Uh, it stood out to me about uh, finding some of your children walking in truth. And the other part that stood out to me was that we love one another. The commandment that we love one another. Uh, all right. So the next part of the scripture is, what do you sense the Lord saying to you in this reading? Is there a word of correction, guidance, encouragement, wisdom? Is there a promise? Do you have a question for God? And you can write that down. I would encourage you, if uh, you'd like to make more part of your daily routine, you can download the document on our website and then get a journal and make this a daily thing. So guys, we've only very briefly looked at this scripture, um, but just in this reading, what, what are you sensing God saying to you? I think uh, for me with the verse four, the, you know, find your, some, some of your children walking in the truth. I think it's always important to remember the fact that that needs to be as, as Christian parents, which we all are, that needs to be one of our like top priorities, obviously like taking care of our own faith, making sure we're healthy, taking care of our marriage and raising up our children in the way they should go. So when they're older, they will not depart from it. Um, because so often there's so many things that, you know, you can get caught up in like, you know, your career and all these different things, mostly career for men. A lot of the time I find, um, and it doesn't matter how successful you are, even if it's in the ministry, um, if your children are left by the wayside. Right. And I think because we all work, I mean, definitely ministry for you guys, kind of a para ministry thing for me. Um, I consider it full ministry anyway. Um, it's so when you're, you're passionate about it, you know, you're working for the Lord and it's, it, you know, it's exciting, but then it's so easy to give 110% when it leaves nothing for the kids and family at home. And then, you know, how often it's like the cliche of the wayward, you know, pastor's kid or the wayward ministry person's mm -hmm. kid, right? That's like a common thing, right? So I think it's so important to make sure that that doesn't happen and making sure that you're 
focusing on first things first. And uh, one of the books on that shelf, you know, I've actually read most of them. Uh, it talks about choosing to cheat. And I think I've talked about it before. Andy Stanley talks about you, there's not enough time in the, in your life to do work extremely well and family extremely well. You're going to have to cheat on one or the other. Choose your family. Um, so most of the time, he said. Well, if I can piggyback off what you said, I, I'm in the same place. Um, what, what I thought was interesting was I, re, I rejoice greatly to find some of your children walking in truth. At the end of mm. the day, um, at some point, our children are going to be responsible for their own decision in terms of their faith and following it or not. Yeah. What I think is evident here is that the children were given an opportunity to mm. understand who Jesus was. You know, it didn't... I. We're not, there's not a whole lot of context going on here, but, uh, but it, I think it'd be safe to say that obviously this, this mother, there was some intentionality behind making sure that her children at least heard and knew who mm -hmm. Jesus was and, and what it meant to be a follower, uh, and that he was the truth. And some of them were walking in it. And I would infer from this that perhaps some of them were not, mm. um, so I guess the message for me is just making sure that my children have every opportunity and, and my kids at the, at a younger age, they're not that old now, but earlier made professions of faith, um, at a younger age. And what I want, what I need to do now is, you know, just to continue to build that foundation with them and help them develop their faith and make sure it's their faith and not my faith. Uh, right. Like I'm, being in the ministry, one of the things that's terrified me the most about being in the ministry is, and uh, Dwight, maybe you can actually speak to this, but uh, one of the things that's terrified me is that, I don't even know if it's a statistic, but what I've observed is like the pastor's kids that just go off the rails. And and I'm like, Lord, please, I do not want that for my children. What do I need? How, how do I need to parent differently? What do I need to do differently so that they don't just become that, the pastor's kid that that you hear the testimony and I've heard it cause I've pastored pastors, kids. They felt they had to be perfect all the time. They always had to be, you know, uh, flawless and everyone was always watching them and all that kind of stuff. Like I'm the pastor, not my kids, that, right. that expectation. And, and that expectation isn't right for any of us, but certainly not my children. Um, uh, so what do I need to do differently to make sure that that they don't fall into that? Um, and, and the other thing for me was this, was my, one of the biggest things I had my prayer for my children. And the thing that drives me nuts the most is, is how they love other people, how they treat each other, how they treat Mandy and I, and then how they treat beyond that. And obviously at home, they, they let down their guard and they're rougher with us and a little bit more raw with us than they would be because I hear from other people how pleasant and nice and all these different things. And I'm like, is that still the same kid that just screamed at me? Um, you know, not that long ago, but my prayer for my kids, like if they have financial success, great. If they don't fantastic, if they, you know, whatever, I don't care about that. What I care about is that they care about other people and that they love other people. So, uh, the message for me, I got to wrap this up. I've rambled. The message for me is, uh, to make sure that my kids, faith is their own and that I do everything I can to model loving others, uh, so that they will, you know, and creating opportunity for them to love others. That's what Mandy and I are talking about right now. What, what can we do intentionally to, um, to, 
encourage them to recognize what it means to love others and not themselves, to put others before themselves. Uh, lots of nuances, guys. No blueprints apply. Love your kids, period. I would agree with that. Sorry, I rambled on. Andrew? Uh, yeah, I'll just quickly say, talk about the, you know, grace, mercy, and peace will be with us. And, uh, you know, nothing too uh, uh, mind-blowing here, but just how how fortunate we are to have been given grace, mercy, and peace, uh, you know, through God, through Jesus. And I guess the other takeaway I have from that is, you know, how to, how do we give or show grace, mercy, and peace to mm. people? And I mean, that kind of piggybacks off of, you know, teaching your kids about that. And I think that's so important to recognize that we have been given that gift and it can be difficult to also give that gift in return to people. Um, you know, I, I probably should find it a little easier as a pastor to do that, but sometimes it can be uh, a struggle, but just recognizing, you know, how fortunate we are to, to have that. Hmm. Very much so. Yeah. Good word, Andrew. Um, mm -hmm. So guys, with what we're, what we're hearing, what's just a step of obedience that, that maybe God's revealing to you, something practical that we can actually put into place uh, today or tomorrow. But for me, it would be, you know, keeping first thing, the first things first for me, I've been trying to be, intentional about um keeping a sabbath like i i don't do work on sabbath i don't try to answer my i will answer my email like i'll check it like after the kids go to bed but i don't check it the rest of the day um and yeah and, and just and try and trying to make sure it's like a hangout family time like i don't care what we're doing as long as playing a board game or going for a walk or doing stuff like together on purpose mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. andrew I think I'm just going to piggyback off of that. <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. I, a big struggle for me is probably uh, putting the phone down and uh, just mm -hmm. being present. And, you know, I find myself so many times putting it in my pocket. And then like two seconds later, it's like, hmm, what's going on, on my phone? Oh, right. Nothing. Because I just looked at it. Uh, and every time I do that, that's distracting myself away from my kids. And I'm sure they notice so we are all on the it's same like, page. It's like Frodo in the ring, you know, you just keep playing with it, you know, and my precious, just but, touch it. but you like, <laughs> you know, I, I, we're all on the same page here. And what I thought was interesting for me, and I said this to Mandy yesterday, I'm going to expand upon it just a touch. Harmony and I went out and played baseball in the field yesterday and uh, she's just loving going out there and playing, but she is learning how to bat. And so majority of the time she's missing. And when she's hitting it, it's, they're not like, she's not hitting line drives and, and, you know, that's a thing, right? Um, yeah. okay. But they're not going up and over like they're grounders or they're way off, but she's so happy that she's hitting it. But yesterday, uh, the pitch was, I pitched a good one for her, put it right where she needed it. And, and she nailed it and it went flying over my head and I, and I looked at her and the smile that that was all over her face mm -hmm. was so pure and so like and we had this moment of just joy together and it hit me how important it is and i know this we all know this uh but how how important it is to be present and the joy of that moment dwarfs the um 
endorphin rush or dopamine rush that that I get from my phone, you know, of of being absent. Uh, yeah, we pull out our phones and we get there's a chemical thing that takes place and all that kind of stuff. Like second, I get to check something. Te- technology's really good at that, <laughs> but like how important it is to be present, and uh, and so you know. I think the, the step of obedience for me, and I'm going to kind of go off of love your kids, period. I really like that. And obviously we get that. But as much as I can, I think what I'm going to do is, is say yes uh, to my children. Sometimes I say no because I'm tired or I'm whatever. But I think I'm going to try this. Oh, boy. This is I think this was this was like a Hallmark movie or one of those things where, where it was a yes day or something like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I'm going to tr- I'm going to try that. And I'm just going to be present to the uh, sacrificially present. Mm-hmm. And I should be that. They're my kids. And gentlemen, may I just toss this out there? Uh, we need to do that with our wives as well. But 100%. anyway. Um, okay. Well, here's where the rubber meets the road, fellas, because it's repentance time. And right at any confession that God reveals to you in this passage. Um I've been, uh, I'm, I'm not going to suggest that I've been a complete absentee father. I would never suggest that because <laughs> I, that's not who I am that, but I, I think I could do better. And, um, so I would, Me I would too. toss that out. Yeah. Oh, nice piggyback. <laughs> uh, all right. Andrew, do you want to add anything or what should we go to the prayer portion? I'm going to be not as good of a father. So you guys feel better about yourselves. <laughs> so we need it. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I would encourage you to uh, definitely look at that confession part. Repentant confession and repentance is so crucial to our faith. Uh, it is completely necessary for our development and for our growth as Christians. So don't, if this is something, a tool that you use, don't gloss over it take the time to really go deep with it. The last thing that, that is in the SMORP is uh, prayer and to spend time thanking the Lord for all his blessings. As I do my daily SMORP, here's what I found, gentlemen. Uh, um, and maybe I've shared this with you before. I used to write the acronym SMORP down the side of the page and each letter got the same amount of space for me to write in. And what I started to find was that I needed more space for repentance and more space for prayer than mm-hmm. than the other it used to be i needed more on the top end because i was doing it frankly to find sermon illustrations because it's a great tool to to ferret out <laughs> sermons and and then the lord convicted me on that and we got serious about it in a different way and all of a sudden i realized that there was some transformative work you wanted to do so please don't gloss over the prayer part either uh it is so necessary all right gentlemen we Smart, smart, complete. Boop. We did it. Beep, boop, beep, boop. We should get beep, one. Run. We should get one of those buttons. Line drive. Line drive. Home run. Nice. Uh, all right. Uh, blessed to be blessed, eh, Andrew? That's coming from Dwight Ingersoll. Uh, you know it. All right. Uh, we're gonna toss to Andrew now, and a. All right, time for a. I we was going to say episode, but it's not. It's not an episode. Time for sports and star stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, so what happens in sports and star stuff? Well, I'll just tell you. Uh, I'm going to give these guys a term, and it could be possibly a sports term or a star stuff term, which is like space or sci-fi. Um, I'm also going to give them a real definition, a fake definition, and they're going to give me each a fake definition. And then they're going to try and guess what the real definition is. We encourage you to play along in the chat, but don't Google it because that would be cheating. Uh, and so here we go. Sports and star stuff. Your term is bricklayer. Bricklayer. Can you use that in a sentence for me? Look at that bricklayer. Yeah. It's a great <laughs> sentence. Bricklayer. Oh, buddy. Ah! Bricklayer. The word is bricklayer. Yes, it is. Are you done? Yeah, I'm uh, good. Well, it wasn't last I mean, week. I really filmed it in last time. I mean, he knew what the word was, so it was easy yeah. for him. Anybody wondering why I looked super startled a second ago? It's because I heard a super loud bang inside the building I'm in, and I wasn't sure what was going on. But I'll assume it means nothing. Anyway, if you don't see me again, now you'll know why. Oh, man. Lock your door. You don't even lock your house door, do you? No. You know what? I've started to as a favor to my wife. As a favor? As a personal favor. <laughs> personal favor to my wife. In fact, I went out and got like Eight keys made. Hey, Scotty. So every set of keys has one on it. Wow, we've never uh, played the whole song. All right, <laughs> here we go. That was two minutes. That was gruesome. Right, Scotty, just in time. Fresh off the uh, shift at Fall of Mitsubishi. Brick, bricklayer. Football, when the quarterback calls a play in which all players line up in a square formation and begin pushing forward. Uh, bricklayer, the slang used for a dropship in the movie Starship Troopers. Bricklayer, a commercial shipping craft in the television series Andromeda. And bricklayer, one who makes a very bad shot in basketball. Um, I'm choosing basketball. I am also choosing basketball. But I'm also saying that uh, Andromeda is Lucas's. Yeah, thanks, Scotty, for showing up just in time to ruin the game. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, the basketball one. And no, that Andromeda one was mine. Shoot. This was the Starship Troopers one. When, when you, uh, so when he said Starship, Starship Troopers, I initially thought that's Lucas. But then 
when you said Andromeda, I'm like, ah, that's a deeper dive. That's such a that's a deep cut. Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo. Andromedia. Uh, somebody who likes somebody likes nerdy stuff. Even that one was like, could have done better. <laughs> Did you ever watch hey, Farscape? Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda. He did create it. Yeah, he they got that. Okay, we're we gonna fight over this. Lucas, why don't you just move us on? I'm just joking, Scott. <laughs> you 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 guessed it right. We told we told everyone to play along, and you did. <laughs> no, Scott, you did All you right. did it right. Yeah, that's right. No, no, don't don't nobody put Scotty in a corner. All right, uh, you can follow our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course YouTube at Oxford Holy Club. Uh, if you're using social media, throw the ha- throw up the hashtags OH Club, and so that we can see it. <laughs> so we value Scotty as well, Dwight. Come on, it's finally happening. Uh, They're talking to each other now. Not only that, but you can crossover questions. Tiebreaker suggestions and more to us at OxfordHolyClub.com. And folks, we don't pay to advertise, so any growth that we have comes from you sharing us with others, so please click that share button. And so, for Lucas Candy and for Andrew Beckwith, my name is Brad Silliker, and I'd like to remind you that until next time, keep spiritually fit and have fun. And have fun.